Good morning, everybody. We have a mostly higher trade in the grain markets here early on Thursday. It is 6.02 a.m. Central Time as I speak here today. December corn futures up four cents at 5.35. November soybeans are unchanged at 13.27 and a quarter. September Chicago wheat is up four cents at 6.26 and a quarter. September Kansas City wheat is up eight cents at 5.92 and a half. September spring wheat up four and three quarters at 8.12 and three quarters. Uh, for those of you guys listening on the podcast as always really appreciate it do me a favor and leave me a review or a rating if you have not already it would help to uh, continue to keep this thing growing Uh, apple will will distribute this podcast out to more listeners if i've got a lot of reviews and ratings Uh, so that would be much 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 appreciated the next seven days will be wet for a lot of the U.S. Corn Belt. Areas that will be drier by comparison include essentially the plains, North Dakota, South Dakota, Oklahoma, Kansas. Over the last week, South Dakota did quite a bit better in regard to rainfall than North Dakota. Both coverage and amounts were better. Southern Minnesota is another problem area that saw some decent coverage over the last week. When you go out to the 6-10 to 10 and 8-14 to 14 day maps, There is some warmer weather coming back into maybe, say, the northern two-thirds of the Corn Belt. More of the same in regard to rain rain during that uh, 6 to 10 and 8 to 14-day period. Wet for the Corn Belt, drier for the plains, so kind of more of the same deal there. We do have a USDA report on Monday morning. This will be the monthly crop production and WASDE report. It will be out on Monday morning at 11 a.m. Central Time. Traders are actually expecting USDA to make some small downward revisions to the corn and soybean yield estimates. Uh, nothing big here, but but some marginal revisions. There are also a lot of analysts who believe that USDA will just kick the can down the road in regard to yields and wait until August to make changes. Traders generally expect smaller old crop corn and soybean carryouts versus last month. Uh, the new crop corn area uh, carryout estimate uh, should rise a little bit. Uh, the new crop soybean estimate uh, carryout should be a little bit smaller. I'll talk a little bit in more detail here about this report over the next couple of days. So USDA c- can make all sorts of changes on Monday. I mean, not only yields, um, they'll they'll include these updated acreage numbers. They could change any of the demand numbers, uh, global production numbers, all that stuff is on the table here. USDA's office in Brazil made some updates. The office there is estimating uh, this year, this past year soybean acreage, they, uh, they made an increase and they also increased their crop estimate to 137 million metric tons, which is the same as the current WASD estimate. So no surprise there. The office uh, estimates this fall soybean acreage at 40.3 million hectares. That's 99.58 million acres. Uh, that would be by far the most acres that any country has ever pla- ever planted to soybeans. Uh, their production estimate for next year, 143.5 million metric tons. That's actually a little bit smaller than the current WASD estimate, but would still represent the largest soybean crop that any country has ever produced if realized. EIA will release weekly ethanol data later this morning. Ethanol production is essentially back to normal. We've been running only a couple percentage points behind the 2019 pre-COVID pace as of late. We've been above 1 million barrels per day now for seven consecutive weeks. It'll probably be eight 
uh, here after today. Ethanol stocks continue to rise. They've risen for five consecutive weeks, indicating that production is perhaps outpacing demand. But still, I'd say the, the ethanol situation overall is pretty good here short term. Now, we've still got these issues with the RFS, with the EPA, with the Biden administration potentially, uh, but we haven't heard much about that here recently. The Federal Reserve will not rush to taper asset purchases. Minutes from the Fed's uh, mid-June meeting were released yesterday. Fed officials discussed tapering, and when I say tapering, I mean that uh, that tapering would be reducing the monthly bond purchases. Uh, Right now, as has been the case for a long time, the Fed is buying $120 billion worth of bonds uh, from the government every single month. And when I say tapering, I mean that they're going to reduce those purchases or totally eliminate these purchases. Uh, One of the quotes here from the minutes, in the coming incoming meetings, participants agreed to continue assessing the economy's progress toward the committee's goals and to begin to discuss their plans for adjusting the path and composition of asset purchases. In addition, participants reiterated their intention to provide notice well in advance of an announcement to reduce the pace of purchases. So what's happened here is that the Fed has accumulated this massive balance sheet of U.S. Treasuries. They have $8 trillion in assets, uh, more than half of which I believe have been accumulated since COVID hit the U.S. last year. Um, A substantial majority of the Fed officials see inflation risks tilted to the upside, although uh, uh, the Fed hasn't really done anything about it yet. The Fed feels as if it will need to be prepared to act if the risks materialize. This is probably a much longer conversation for another day, guys. And again, I'm going to have to bring in a guest on this one probably. But the Fed is, is in a very difficult situation here. The only way that the Fed can tame inflation essentially is... Uh, by raising interest rates. And a lot of what's going on in the economy right now is built on the the concept or idea of of free money for the most part. I mean, you look at at the real estate market, you look at the, at the market for anything, uh, prices of any asset are contingent at this point, in my opinion, on money being free or next to free. And if the Fed decides to raise rates, it's going to have consequences for the stock market. It's going to have consequences for real estate. The other issue that a lot of people toss around is that if if rates go up past, I think it's like two or three percent, um, the Fed will get to a point where uh, it's it's going to have to pay too much interest on the debt and, and it won't be sustainable. So th- there are a lot of issues at play here. And I think that, that that is perhaps, at least in my opinion, one of the reasons why the Fed has not acted yet. This is a, a very interesting uh, situation here. Now, maybe on that same note, the S&P 500 posted a record high close yesterday. Many attribute that move to the dovish Fed minutes discussed above. So the S&P is, is your best gauge of the U.S. stock market, in my opinion. It's up 16% year to date. The S&P is up 99% from its March 2020 low uh, from the peak of the COVID panic. It's really incredible. World food prices fell in June for the first time in 12 months. The food, uh, the FAO, the Food and Agriculture Organization, um, had their, their numbers out. And this is the first time in 12 months that we saw a lower monthly number. But uh, food prices globally, according to their metric, are still up 33.9% versus the same month last year. Uh, some countries on and off have taken measures to secure food supplies, tame food prices through export restrictions, larger imports, 
uh, that sort of thing. Cattle market got beat up yesterday. Fat cattle were down $1.80 in the nearby August. Uh, more muted losses in the deferred contracts. Feeder cattle were also down. Cash cattle was, I think, 120 in the south, maybe 125 in the western Corn Belt. We'll see what develops here today. Um, in the outside markets this morning, we had the S&P uh, down sharply, down 56 points, and the Dow Jones is down about 500, so uh, reversing uh, those gains from yesterday. The uh, gold's up about 15 bucks. The silver's down just a little bit. We have the U.S. dollar uh, down uh, just a little bit here this morning. Crude oil is down 26 cents in the August WTI 71.92. Uh, bonds are up more than a full handle. Everybody have a wonderful day today. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.